0: How's everybody feeling this morning? You guys sleep well? I hope so, because we've got a long day. But it's good that it's long, because if it was short, it'd be boring. We need to have a long day. I'm excited. I slept off and on. It was a weird, it was a weird night, to be honest. I broke my glasses last night. The devil thought he was going to win. But I brought contacts. Come on now, somebody. I was, like, I was hyped for it. I was like, I love that. You know what I mean? When you're just prepared for anything to happen, now like my eye's going to get poked or something. <laughs> this morning we're in Romans 7, 15 through 20. I like to read a full scripture verse before we start, kind of the story behind what I'm doing. Because the truth is, is every word that I say on this stage matters so little in comparison to the word of God and to the Bible. And so as we dive into the scriptures this morning, uh, we're reading out of Romans 7, 15 through 20. And this is in the, S- the CSB. That's my favorite version. If you don't know, I am a CSB fanboy. All right. Anyway, verse 15, for I do not understand what I am doing because I do not practice what I want to do. Play close attention because this is like one of those weird tongue twisters sometimes. Because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do good... For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. Like I said, kind of a tongue twister of a scripture verse. But the the whole premise of the scripture is is that I have a a, a desire deep in me to do what is of God, right? Like I want to do what is of God, but I often do not do it. That there is influences in life and one of those influences is sin. And it perpetuates me to do the things that I do not want to do. And the beautiful thing about it. is the fact that in those influences you have choices to make. And though even in those influences your desire is to sin maybe, you have a choice to be able to be free of those influences. Not free of the influences, free of the decisions in those influences. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like a puppet in this bigger game of life. Like I feel like I'm one of those puppets that's on those strings being, you know, Moved around by what do they call a marionette? Is that what those guys are called? And they're like controlling the the puppet. It's kind of creepy. I've never actually seen one that I'm like, yo, that's fun. Creepy. But I feel like I'm being tossed by the influences of life. And I'm just trying to like survive this game. And there's some truth to that, and then there's some deep lies to that too, right? No one is dictating my behavior. You have a free will. You have the operation to be able to make choices that you want to make. But for some reason, it does feel like I'm in this weird battle, and there's like some game master over me. And today, I want to talk about that idea, that feeling, that desire. I want to talk about influences. And there's four main influences we see in the Bible. There's God. There's Satan. There's sin. And then there's People. But this morning, I want to specifically drill down into the one that I feel like has the most influences in this game in terms of, really, they try to mess with a lot of things. They try to get involved. And that's the people aspect. People can be a detriment to your life sometimes. And people can be a blessing at the same time. And in this game of life where I feel like there's forces all around me, really some of those forces are just people. They're your family, they're your friends, they're your coworkers. And the interesting thing about people is those people that influence your life can be influenced by the other three influences. And usually that dictates how they influence you. So people can be influenced by God, they can be influenced by Satan, they can be influenced by their flesh or by their flesh or sin. People can have a positive impact on your life or a negative impact. Think of it like this. Have you ever been carried in a game? Whatever that is, you everybody know what carried means? Like I'm being carried? It's this idea, right, of not being up to par and one of your friends or maybe unwilling, unwanted teammates <laughs> has to deal with the fact that you're just not as good as them and they have to carry you through the game to win. You literally often will be called a backpack. You know, you're like you're in their backpack. Like they're carrying you on their shoulders. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been on both sides of that coin. I have been hard carried. (laughs) And I've gotten some nasty messages from teammates. Like, you did nothing. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And then I've been on the other side of it where I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Are we playing the same game? But often my friends, when I'm playing tactical shooters, right, like Valorant or, you know, we were talking about CSGO, the other, I have to be carried in those games. I just don't have the reflexes. I just, it's too much, man. It's just like I always miss. And, you know, I can make excuses. I'm getting older or, you know, I'm just, I've never been good at it, guys, okay? I'm competitive, but I'm just not good at it. I want to be. I want to be better. But so often my teammates, who sometimes are older than me, (laughs) sometimes are younger, They have to carry me in these games. And, like, I might be going, like, 0-16. And and we win, and I'm just like, that's right, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. But then we transition over, right, and those same friends that are so good at tactical shooters, we'll go and start playing, like, League of Legends. And then I start rubbing my, licking my lips. "Mm -hmm, You're in my zone now. I'm about to carry you. And they're like bottom lane, and they're always playing support or AD carry. I don't know what it is about new players, but that's what they play. And they're playing this, this lane, that, and they're just getting abused. I'm like, man, like, you doing okay down there? You, know, you need me to come down? Need, I, I can help you out, you know? I'm getting, I'm getting back at them, because the truth is, is I feel confident in that ability. Like, my influence in the game when I'm playing league is a different level, than if I'm playing an FPS. And when they're in my game and we're doing things where I can have a greater influence, I can help them. And we're friends, so we'll we'll joke back and forth. But the truth is, is there is times in life where that is the complete truth. There's times in life where you need to be picked up because you're having a hard day, because things are difficult. And then there's times in life where you have to pick someone else up. Right? There's times in life where you need a friend to come in and they need to hold your hand through something. Whether it be a loss, whether it be something that hurt real bad. There's times in life you have to do the same. But if every single time I get into a League of Legends game and I have to carry you, it's no longer a very healthy relationship probably. Right? Translate that to life. Because league, is it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The pixel's on the screen. But when we talk about life, and if I'm constantly having to carry the burdens of the people around me, there probably is an issue. There probably is an issue when I'm not ever being carried by my friend. And I have to start looking at the fact of, what does it look like to have good influences in my life that are going to be mutually beneficial, Right? The point is people can influence the game of life negatively or positively. And this isn't to say that we don't help people when they're in need, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is if there is a constant person in your life that all they do is take, take or take or drag you down or put you in a place where you, they can't help you, then there's probably an issue with your circle. I want to take a look at one of the chronologically oldest books in the Bible, and that's Job. And as we look at Job's life, I'm going to be skipping around a lot in his life, so there's going to be a lot of scripture verses, but I'm just going to skip through them. He has some friends. One of those friends' name is Elphaz. Another one is Bildad. And the last is Zophar. Now, classically, if you look at these guys, they're usually painted pretty negatively. Because they literally kick Job when he's down. Job loses everything. And I mean, we're not talking about like a, a, a dramatic symbolism, everything. Like, no, he literally loses every good thing in his life other than his relationship with God. And his friends come along, and they basically are like, Bro, you suck. This is your fault. You obviously sinned. So uh, get good. <laughs> and um, they aren't good friends. They're kicking him when he's down. They're not helping him out. And often we give them a bad rep because of it. Because they are. They're bad. They're a negative influence in his life. In one of the hardest times in probably a human's life ever on earth. Loses everything. They lack They lack the ability to show justice. They have unjust accusations, and they're his friends. They're not even his enemies. And then they also obviously lack empathy. And you can see that when Job 6, 14 through 30, Job starts complaining at his friend's lack of empathy. He's like, what what are you talking about? He talks about his frustration and their insensitivity of speech. One of his friends literally says that his kids deserve to die. Because of his sin. And Job's like, I didn't sin, man. I've been doing nothing but righteous things. Like, you're wrong. And instead of listening and hearing what he had to say, they decided to make an impartial judgment. They sound like pretty bad people, right? They kind of push him in this weird place about his spiritual struggle. And they just... Really hang on to it and create an even more overburdening way to say things. And it pushes Job to lament and question God's actions. He starts to really express these feelings of helplessness in Job 9 14 through 24. And his friends do nothing but to push him further into that despair. But even though they get the bad rep, there is some good things about Job's friends. And obviously, we can't just throw all of the good out because of the bad. So what are some of the ways that they did help in? Well, the truth is they dropped their lives, probably during a harvest season. And they came and they arrived with support. Okay, like, hey, you know, we want to be here for you. They might have demonstrated that awkwardly, but they wanted to be there for them. Them showing up showed care and compassion They heard about his troubles and they came to visit him. And then they also, after his restoration, comfort him. Another thing they do well is they listen and they become present, right? Sometimes it is just about being there for someone and just hearing what they have to say. And they come and they do that. They actually sit with him in silence for seven days. I don't know about you, I ain't sitting with nobody for seven days. I ain't mean, no way. Seven days? I barely want to sit with people for two minutes. I'm just kidding. Job speaks of his desire for sympathetic friends, and they're there. So they're there. They're being present. And then they come with Humility. After God's response to Job and his rebuke of Job's friends, they humbled themselves and they repented of their erroneous actions and their accusations. In the end, God asked Job to pray for them, indicating that their humility and contrition were acknowledged. So, like, they're not all bad, right? At the end, they make it right. They started off in this weird spot, this weird place really doing things that maybe were even unforgivable, but still God forgave them and so did Job. The thing to see in Job's life is that influence matters. Influence can change someone's situation. It can push them farther into despair or it can hold them up. As you see with Jonathan and David, as Jonathan comes to David's aid, When Jonathan comes to David's aid, he holds him up. There is a difference in each of those situations with the way that those characters decided to enter, right? The way they decided to go about what they saw. And I think in our own lives, in the way that we kind of walk through this life, one of the interesting things that we have the opportunity to do is be that positive influence or that negative influence in someone's life. And there's also people around you in your circles, whether it be your friends, whether it be your family, whether it be the people you work side by side with. They have the ability to affect your life greatly. And you have the ability to affect theirs. And today I wanted to talk about that reflection. I want to talk about that idea of us being able to take a step back and really reflect on what does it look like in my specific life, in my situation. Do I have friends that are there and they're supportive, that they're helpful, that they're pushing me towards Jesus Or do I have friends? Do I have family? Do I have coworkers that are really pulling me down and pulling me away from Jesus? And when I'm in despair, pushing me towards despair. Or even thinking they're doing the good thing, right? Like, Job's friends thought they were accusing him, helping him by saying, man, you need to get your life right. And some of your friends think they're doing the right thing by bringing up different things into your life to be able to help you but oftentimes they're trying to substitute what Jesus wants to do in you. And I think sometimes you're substituting what Jesus wants to do in the life of your friends. And you have the ability to make an impact that can be life-changing. If you're online today, live, We're gonna post these questions in the chat. We're gonna post five questions to take some time to reflect, to ask God, like, what is it in my life can I change to change this influence? What can I do to build an influential circle that is healthy? What can I do in my own heart to become one of those healthy people in my circle? And if you're watching this on YouTube, there will be the questions in the description. And take some time and reflect. And ask yourself those questions. And here in the room, we're going to take some time and we're going to split up into small groups. And we're just going to discuss about the idea of influence and where we're at in our influence and where others are maybe impacting us negatively or positively. As we do that, I want you to remember that you have the ability to impact someone's eternity. You have the ability to allow others to impact your life gravely or greatly. Let's split up into groups. I'm going to pray before we do, and then we'll do that. And I'll announce what those groups are, and we're going to stay in this room. So, Jesus, I come before you because I realize you've had the greatest impact on my life. Lord, that I could not be where I am without you. That, Lord, I would be a fraction of the human I am today if it wasn't for your impact. But, Lord, I realize I still struggle. Lord, I struggle with sin. I struggle with trying to be the person that you've created me to be. So, Father, today I pray for each and every person in this place. Whether that be online or they're watching the, the video or, or they're here in this room, God, I pray that you would move in their hearts and you would bring forth great conversation. Whether that be at home, them self reflecting, or then be in this room sharing their hearts with others. I pray that you would br- bring restoration. That you would bring a healing. And Lord, that you would help us make difficult choices. And maybe there'd be some self-realization. And that we begin to operate like eternity matters a little more. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, and amen.